Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us again. Thank you for returning. It's our 41st episode and Lola and I were just laughing about this, imagining that there's like a group of five people listening. (laughs) You know, we're like, is is anyone there? Guys, you're still with us? Yeah, like we didn't get the memo that podcasts are out. And we're still recording. But like, they're not out. What are you talking week? about? No, just imagine. Oh, imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And everyone has completely moved on to a yeah. new type of medium. And yeah. we're like, guys, have you heard about podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. It's episode 482. <laughs> we're back with yet another therapy update. <laughs> Six years later, we're still in therapy. <laughs> oh my god! Um, this Legend. is as if as if now we were like, guys, we finally made a Facebook page. You know, no one gives a shit because yeah, no one exactly. uses Facebook anymore. I mean, I feel like we kind of failed with our merch. Well, we didn't really. You know, I'm sitting on like a fucking hundred fifty pencils at home, a pens. Which I yeah. continuously give out to friends, and they actually ask for it because our pens are really fucking good. May I just oh. say they write really well, but with a COVID and you being gone, no, you know what? These are all excuses. You're absolutely right. We we have not <laughs> been very good in the merch game, but we have merch, guys. When you listen, we have merch. We have stickers and pens. Hit us up if you want some. They're excellent. They are excellent. The stickers really stick. The pens. <laughs> they really write. We they would write. know because we're the only ones using them. Yeah. <laughs> I use them every day. <laughs> but yeah, if you want any merch, hit us up. We have plenty. Um, we just, I don't know. We haven't gotten around to distribute it. Yeah. But we have it. Because also, we have to mail it. It's so funny. We're always like, let's do this. Let's do this. And when it comes to it, we're like, oh, this is so much work. <laughs> Literally walking to the post office. True. Um, so, anywho. Yeah, you know that ends now. If you want anything, let us know. Yeah, well, easy for you to say because you're in New York and I will be in charge of it. You're going to be like, hey, Carla, 20 people texted me. Could you please deliver the merch to these 10 addresses? And I'm going to be like, dude, I'm working. And you're like, it's Guys, urgent. Um, message Carla directly. Fuck off. On her Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> put in the orders. Um, she'll get them to you within one week. If not, please let me know. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> exactly. You will file a complaint. Carla, um, this is not working like this anymore. <laughs> ah, okay, this was a very random intro. Well, I think what we try to say here is, guys, if you're listening to this 41st episode, thank you so much for still being here. We really appreciate it. We do. Thank you for going on this journey with us, and we hope you continue. Yeah, and this almost sounded like a goodbye. Well, it shouldn't, because we are here with a fresh new episode, and we it's are. about da, 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 it's about boundaries. Oh yes. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. Um, um, we got some DMs a while ago. Again, we always ask for input of topics, and then we get a bunch, and we literally record the episode like three months later. But That's true, but we but we do it. We but we do, do it. it, and we got some requests um, about boundaries, which I guess is also. A bit like last week's episode of Triggers. It's a bit of a vague topic. It's very broad, but very important, I think, to just, yeah, speak about it. Definitely. So I think it could be interesting to talk about two aspects of boundaries. First of all, boundaries in a more private setting in an individual's life when it comes to family, friends, yourself, etc. And then maybe towards the end, we can go into boundaries in therapy so boundaries Mm -hmm. that may need to be set and established between a therapist and a patient or generally in a therapy setting which I think is something that also a lot of people think about when they go into therapy like you know what is normal what is okay to do what is where is the boundary between a professional relationship yet being kind of in a friendly environment etc it seems a little unnecessary but I guess just in case maybe we should explain what boundaries are i mean i haven't looked up a definition um i think a boundary setting a boundary is for me oh my god this is gonna sound so corny but it really is i think the ultimate long-term form of a, of self-care saying no to things or knowing yourself enough to kind of just establish certain rules for you, certain standards for you in relationships, in your life, certain routines that make you feel good and that kind of keep you in check and in that sense, respecting yourself. Yeah, being able to draw the line when you know that something is not beneficial for you. And I think that phrase sounds really simple and I think when you hear it you think well yeah obviously of course I would draw the line if something doesn't benefit me or if something is bad for me or dangerous it sounds like common sense but boundaries are something that you actually unlike I think many other things boundaries in my opinion are something that you need to get better at doing setting boundaries it's something that you actively need to work on i agree and actually just today i did this poll on our instagram asking you know how people feel about setting boundaries and like 80 percent of people said that they need to work on that and i agree Mm -hmm. with you i think it's nothing that comes naturally to us i think especially when it comes to relationships especially with like family and close friends yeah. Um, it's something that you actively need to learn because also as you mature, as you get older, you also get to know yourself better and your limits and like what you actually want from people or in life. And it always changes. So also boundaries always change. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I mean, there's like thousands of different types of boundaries that we could describe. But generally when I thought back of like just growing up the way that many of us do at home or with caregivers, wherever it is, you often grow up with very little boundaries in the sense of imagine you live at home, no matter who you live with, the only boundary, physical boundary that you have is your room. And very, very often as kids, we're not even allowed to lock our rooms. You know what I mean? Just 
it starts right there. It's like there's no, you're not allowed to really have your own space. And I think that relates to something really interesting to me, which is the way that we grow up and how that kind of corresponds to us establishing boundaries later. It sounds strange, but I do think that people who grew up with more rules and a stricter parenting style are able to set boundaries Mm -hmm. a little bit better. I just know for myself, there was no structure in my childhood. It was kind of, it wasn't necessarily a negative thing, but it is generally good for children to have structure. Um, But we didn't have a bedtime or we didn't have rules about how we spent our days every day also my mom never punished us so I think you learn about boundaries by watching other people's boundaries Mm. and my mom didn't really have any (laughs) so which is nice because she wanted us to be happy and she wanted us to have fun um which is great but when you grow up and you experience the real world and being an adult in the real world, there's a lot of danger and there's a lot of people who don't want you to have fun. And I think that's, for me, that's what's really missing. I didn't really experience a world where there were boundaries and lines and rules and ways to do things that were good for me. And I think kids who grow up in families where things are much more clear do have an easier time setting boundaries not saying they have a better time in other categories but yeah at least with that maybe i think later in life your ability to set boundaries for yourself has a lot to do with the communication skills that you've learned growing up Mm -hmm. and also kind of like a level of sense of self a level of self-awareness is really a prerequisite, again, to kind of know, first of all, even recognize what you want, what you need, what you deserve, etc., and then speaking up for that. And it almost takes a lot of courage. And I, for example, know that, I mean, I'm actively working on getting better at setting boundaries, and I am, but I notice that sometimes when I set boundaries, especially when it's with close friends, I have this innate feeling that arises of extreme anxiety before I set the boundary, before I speak up for myself of like, but what if they then, you know, dislike you? What if then you're like the outcast? It's so weird. There's like, even though I know rationally that a good Mm -hmm. friend or someone from my family, you know, if, if you don't come to like a certain event that you're invited to because you just don't feel like it, or if you say, hey, this was actually not so cool, I didn't feel respected, la la la. Yeah. You know rationally that that won't change anything if the person is cool, but I still notice that there is really this infantile, super, super strong anxiety within me that kind of like holds me back. And I think a lot of people have that. And I think that is something that comes from our development, from like a maybe kind of weaker sense of self or maybe because yeah. we didn't learn properly to, properly to to speak up for ourselves. Definitely. And I think also something to make clear is 
there are healthy boundaries, but there are also people who make unhealthy decisions of boundaries that they set up. Yeah. And what I meant before when I said that, like, people who grew up with more structure are more capable of setting boundaries, I don't necessarily mean healthy ones. I think it's just easier to create a structure in their lives. But yeah, what you're talking about, like healthy boundaries that are good for you and ways to take care of yourself, I think it's really hard because you almost have to, you have to risk a lot. Yeah. Because if the other person doesn't accept it, you're losing what you have. You're losing your relationship or what you've established with that other person because boundaries are usually to do with you and someone else exactly but also on the other side you know that there's this risk but you need to take it because if you don't take it you live with this feeling of this doesn't feel right this is not what i want yeah this is not a position i want to be in this doesn't feel comfortable la 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 i don't want to do this you almost feel inauthentic Mm -hmm. you know and i think maybe some examples of setting boundaries again there's like endless examples but i think some common ones are learning to say no to things whether it's an invitation to go somewhere or you know when you're just not in the mood for stuff or you it just doesn't feel right just saying no i think it can be like um not being available telling people hey actually you know what i'm not going to be on my phone for the next days yeah or please don't call me whatever it is it's also something that these days we often have to defend almost you know oh why yeah. didn't i reach you well, mm-hmm. maybe I didn't want to be reached. And I think it's also very often like staying out of fights or discussions or when someone comes to you with a problem, I think this is very often, and you actually feel like you don't have the emotional capacity to take that in. Right. Um, saying, hey, I would really like to listen to you and give you your, your advice, uh, advice, but to be honest, I don't feel comfortable with it. I mean, as therapists, maybe this is not the best thing for us. No, but I mean, like, obviously in a private uh, setting. people that you're connected to. People that you're connected to. Very often, for example, I feel like it's, and I think many people have experienced this, and this is an example where I remember clearly setting a boundary, which I'm still so glad about. When my parents got divorced, they Mm -hmm. split, and they they never talked shit about each other. Never. But, of course, still, as a kid you hear them talking about each other almost in this very hurt way. You know, of course, there's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of grief about the whole situation and the relationship you've lost. And I remember I was 17 and I remember just kind of experiencing my parents talking about each other in this very sad way. And what if, and maybe one day, la la la. And even though I didn't notice it in the moment, moment after a while, I realized that this really, really affects me in a negative way because I, mm-hmm. this is none of my business and I'm also not the person they should talk to about it. And they didn't do it on purpose. It was more like yeah. chit chat on the side or when you ask, how are you? And they're like, well, actually, la la la. Yeah. And I remember sitting down with them once and telling them, I cannot hear this anymore. And there was a lot of aggression coming from them. And I think in the beginning, they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But then they got it after a while and it really helped me enormously. But for me, it was so important to set that boundary. And I think this is a topic of setting boundaries in families can be especially hard because yeah. a lot of us grow up with this belief, oh, in a family, everything needs to be shared and blood is thicker than water and la la la. And it's no, it doesn't need to be. You know, you can also say no to family. You don't 
need to always share everything with the family, etc. I mean, we fucking know this from psychoanalysis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And it's really interesting that you talk about divorce because I'm sure so many people would hear what you just said and t can relate so much. Hmm. I was too young when my parents got divorced, but... That's something that I'm very, very thankful for because I didn't have to set any boundaries there because my parents never, like you said, they never said anything negative about each other and they made it very easy for me to be in the middle, um, which I'm so grateful for, but I can't imagine if somebody had to experience parents that did say negative things about each other. And I also can't imagine setting a boundary in that situation when emotions are so high and it's like the two people in the world that are supposed to be the most important to you. Um, I would feel very torn and very stressed and extremely anxious. And I think the self-worth and self-esteem that you need to have to be able to sit down and say you know what this is not good for me and I'm not doing this anymore it's huge and definitely not something that's easy to do or something that you know if you're listening and you're thinking to yourself oh damn, I wish I could do that why can't I speak up for myself it's extremely hard It is, and so many people struggle with this. Like, literally, I think, like, probably 95% of people on this planet yeah. with communication. So many people say, like, I wish I could speak up for myself. I wish mm -hmm. I could confront certain things. And this doesn't mean a fight, but it you're always in a situation, whether you live in a share apartment or whatever it is, you know, where small things in everyday life where you need to set boundaries for yourself. And you can't. And that mm. is very um, exhausting after a while and it doesn't make you feel good. But again, I, I also struggle with it. It's very difficult and I really wonder why it is so difficult for us. And I think it is because of this very deeply engraved anxiety of being rejected by people we love. Yeah, I also think in my case and maybe yours too, <laughs> my narcissism and the ambivalence around my narcissism makes that a very complicated thing for me to do because on the one hand I do think that I'm full of myself but as we know with narcissism my self-worth and my self-esteem even though I don't perceive it that way you know through therapy and through mm. talking for three years <laughs> um, I've learned that my self-esteem and self-worth are extremely fragile and when you set a boundary the risk is is that your self-esteem is hurt or damaged and I think that's very very frightening because if you demand something from somebody to protect yourself or to make sure that you don't get hurt and they deny you of it it basically means that you're not worth it which is I mean rationally it's not true but I'm just saying like what what it might do to you unconsciously and I think that's why it's so scary yeah for me especially I think my thing is that I'm overly helpful with people and I do too much and I do too much to a point where 
it's just not sustainable anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I have to set the boundary when I realize that there's, I literally can't continue. And that's a really, really big, big flaw of mine because the reason I'm so helpful and so overly, I don't know, accommodating towards people, again, must mean that I don't have a very strong self-worth. And for me, it, it has to get to the point where I'm completely overwhelmed and completely exhausted and can't do it anymore until I say something. And that's definitely what I need to work on. I get that. And I can see that. And I've experienced it with you as well. Yeah. Where you've been in a situation like that. I think for me, while of course this also sometimes happens for me, I also have a really hard time saying no, especially to help. Like Mm -hmm. for some reason, I really struggle accepting help. And I always have in mind unconsciously that I need to be able to do everything on my own. Like, I don't need anyone. You know, I'm like, I can do everything, basically. It's also so narcissistic. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I'm really stressed out and I regret not having set that boundary, not, you know, not having said like, hey, actually, sorry, I will not be able to do this and this. Because very often I also offer doing something, even though yeah. I know I don't have the time or I don't want to and I don't need to. But for some reason... It's also, as you said before, it's my narcissism. And I'm like, no, but I can. And then I like regret not having set that boundary mm-hmm. also for myself, not having been reflected enough in the moment to be like, Carla, you don't need to do this. Like, don't do it. Like, it's, yeah. it's so I mean, weird. Totally. What you said also, I really relate to because I would never, <laughs> ever accept help, ever. Like, I would rather be found in a ditch <laughs> <laughs> but it's so important you need to I like know. and I'm also really actively working on it to sometimes say like yes and then you <laughs> and then I I have these friends or people in my life that I think know me well enough that then almost force their help on me and they know me well yeah. enough and then I'm so relieved almost always you know what I mean and I'm like but then I feel guilty I'm like oh thank you so much you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah it actually reminds me of something that happened to me in therapy which is so related and it's not really a boundary that I had to set but it was kind of the opposite which is you know not accepting help is a boundary that we have set <clears throat> So some boundaries also really need to be destroyed because they're not helpful um, and they are not healthy. But we've obviously set them with an intention of protecting ourselves, which isn't always correct. So I had a situation in in therapy where I was (laughs) I was laying on the couch having a full on breakdown. And I was like. I can't sustain this life. I I don't know what to do. I'm by myself. I'm completely alone in this world. Nobody nobody helps me. Nobody does anything for me. I don't know what to do. It was mostly about money, of course. It's like what I always freak out about. Mm. But I was just in a situation where I was really helpless. A little bit of background story. I... Um, broke up with my ex-boyfriend. I had to move out of his place. I didn't really have anywhere to live because somebody was renting my place. And it was, again, me just being too nice and helping too many people and not being like, hey, 
I just went through a breakup. I know that you're living here, but you need to move out now. I just yeah. couldn't tell him to leave. So I was sleeping on the couch in my own home. And of course, it got to the point where I was just so overwhelmed with the position that I was in because it got out of control that I was sitting in therapy and just freaking out. I also didn't have any money. I think I wasn't working at the time. And then my therapist was like, listen, don't worry about paying me. So when I was having this breakdown and I was opening up to him and I really didn't mean, so this is how resistant I am to help. I felt guilty about the fact that I talked about it to him because I thought like maybe he thinks I'm trying to make him feel bad for me or something but it genuinely wasn't that I was just so overwhelmed that I sounded like such a victim and I was just crying and saying that like I don't know what to do I'm done like I give up and then he just like in a very calm voice he was like listen I don't want you to worry about paying me like if you can't pay me if you can't give me the money don't worry mm. you'll get it to me whenever you have it and I like heard that and I was so emotional by like the genuine kindness of this person and even though when we talk about boundaries therapists should have boundaries too and that's why, like, what he did is also questionable. But I think in that moment, and because of the circumstances, and also because I had been in therapy for, for like, with him for a while, it was so helpful to me. And it was so important. I really felt like, oh, wait, like, people actually do care about me. And... Mm -hmm there's people who want me to do well and who want to see me succeed. I think this is a good segue to the topic of boundaries in therapy because you just said that he did something that maybe other people and also other therapists may consider questionable. Yeah. But I think here it is very important to keep in mind and this is related to anyone who's listening who has been in therapy or is in therapy or is considering going to therapy or just is interested in a topic that every single therapist is different and every single relationship between a therapist and their client is very different. So there are boundaries in every therapeutic setting, but they vary. You yeah. cannot compare your therapeutic relationship to your friend's therapeutic relationship and what they do and what you don't do and you can say and cannot say, etc. Um, and I feel like for me, this is really important to say because I do experience it from people that I know who kind of are in therapy or want to go to therapy and they question you like, is this okay? Can I yeah. do this and this? And I always say... This is something that needs to be established with your therapist because I don't know them. So, for example, very often it's, can I give my therapist a gift? You know, mm -hmm. when I know it's their birthday or I just thought of them when I saw this, can I give them this small thing? And it's so personal and it's really dependent on the relationship we have with them. Same counts for can I call my therapist um, when I'm on vacation or when they are yeah. on vacation rather and I have an issue? Can I text them? Can I 
in German, we have a different way of talking to people. There's like the informal do of talking mm -hmm. to someone. And then there's more a formal um, uh, form of like Z. This is weird in English. This doesn't exist. But also it's kind of like, are you more on a friendlier, more informal level with a therapist? Or is it more like a very professional, formal yeah. one? And all these things can never be generalized. These are all boundaries that exist in every therapeutic relationship. And you need to discuss them with your therapist. Or hopefully they will discuss it with you or it will come up. But they need to be established because otherwise it could get really uncomfortable. Like, yeah. for example, sometimes it happens that a patient... This hasn't happened to me, but I, I know people who it has happened to um, and you read about it. Like patients bring gifts to the therapist, for example, flowers. They know it's their birthday or whatever. They thought of them, they bring them flowers. And then the therapist sometimes doesn't accept it. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing personal. It really isn't. It's just maybe their boundary that they have at the beginning of their career almost agreed. You know, I'm not going to accept those gifts because it doesn't feel right for me or other scenarios but I think this is very important to keep in mind so you also you as someone who goes to therapy doesn't get offended by certain things that your therapist does or doesn't do exactly and it also should stop you I really recommend to not compare your experience with somebody else's and I know that like it's fun to talk about it and it's fun to hear about other people's experiences but there is no like it's not that they are getting the real thing and yours yeah isn't it, it there's there's no such thing as that um it's really dependent on the specific relationship you have with your therapist just like my story i was just thinking about um that while you were talking and my therapist knew that i was somebody who was risking other things and destroying other things to pay him that is not like in a different situation where he would need to set a boundary yeah there's people who just want a discount and i'm not saying that what he did should be done you know with people who just don't feel like paying or think it's too expensive like it really really depends on the specific situation And I think that is what makes a good therapist, somebody who can make the right decisions depending on the circumstances. Mm -hmm. And I think this also relates to a situation that is very uncomfortable, but it may happen that you run into your therapist on the street mm -hmm. or see them somewhere. This is also a certain type of boundary that needs to be established. Like, what do you do? Yeah. Or what rather in that sense, I guess it's more like what the therapist does and what you have talked about, what How do you react? Because otherwise you could get very offended or it could just be even more awkward than it already is, etc. And in that sense, again, every single therapist is different. And just keep in mind also that therapists are also just people. And like, Definitely. you know, whatever they do. And as you say, I think what you say, it makes a very good point that while it's fun to talk about therapy, <laughs> we should know <laughs> we made a podcast about it. Yeah. Um, And, and talk about also to your friends about it, but don't compare it don't, and don't judge the other's, other's therapy experience just because they have a younger therapist or an older therapist or a therapist who does this and this. It, there's no right or wrong. Every single person also needs something different from their therapist. Yeah, totally. It just reminds me of um, having some conversations with people about therapy and, and my therapist's 
especially and getting comments like oh my god I can't believe he did that or I think that's really unprofessional or um, I don't know how you deal with that and it made me feel really bad but I have to remind myself that these people that are talking to you of course they have opinions and um, they have their point of view and maybe they are experiencing something completely different in their therapy so yours will sound strange to them or like something is not right but don't let it affect you it's really it, it's easier said than done but it definitely affected me a bit when people told me that what I was experiencing wasn't correct or mm. wasn't good but of course because then you also immediately in that moment you quest question it and you're like well is it correct you know what I mean especially with boundaries yeah. and when it comes to therapy you immediately start like thinking about ethics and you're like oh my god maybe this is really inappropriate like ethically but unless like laws are broken and unless you yeah. feel of course it's something different if you feel extremely uncomfortable with this situation and you feel like a boundary has been crossed that should not have been crossed that's a different ball game but if it's something that actually doesn't bother you at all and you just share it and someone else like immediately judges it then just know that everyone has a different experience and we all have different therapists and um yeah I also I'm just trying to think of like a moment and I'm I wonder whether I have shared this on the podcast I think I have where also there have been moments in my therapy where I feel like I had to set a boundary mm -hmm. um just saying something like but I guess I don't know if it's really a boundary or more like the therapy content but right. when you're in psychoanalysis like let's say three times a week and I remember coming to therapy and I almost started the session with saying hey actually what you said to me in the last session I really didn't feel good with that and I don't think it's professional and whatever you know what I mean I don't know if that's really a boundary if that's more like related to what's going on in the therapy but nevertheless speaking up also for myself in that context in therapy mm -hmm. being like hey what you told me what you confronted me with was really hurtful and I and I think it you kind of stepped out of line there is also yeah okay and good very very good <laughs> thanks really for that important. input <laughs> very good um i do think like the way that you communicate in your therapy it's such a safe space and it's such yeah. a it's like almost a great experiment to experience what it's like to set boundaries and it's a safe place to kind of practice mm -hmm especially with your therapist, because he can't like decide to not be your friend anymore or <laughs> decide to fire you. And I think it's a really good place to get comfortable with it and learn how to speak up for yourself and feel more safe, you know, in the outside world. Yeah. And also just with that in the, in the entire therapeutic experience, when you go to therapy, as you learn so much more about yourself and your life and the people in your life, etc., you also start to realize where your boundaries are and where your strengths are and where your weaknesses lie and also where maybe boundaries have been lacking. You know, before I went to psychoanalysis, like I, I didn't even realize where I need to be better at setting boundaries at. It wasn't even on my radar. But just through yeah. talking about your life and your friendships and relationships and family, la la la, you realize like, hey, actually, I really don't feel okay with what this person said and I need to say something. 
And that's a really good feeling. Yeah. And we've also talked um, about projection in a few of our past episodes. And we do. Like, we do project other people onto our therapist. And I think, like, I would like to encourage everyone to act on it. If you if you feel something towards your therapist, even if you know, even if you're self-aware enough to know, okay, this doesn't have anything to do with him. I think I'm hurt because of something that happened between me and my brother or me and my father. Still act on it because it really, really helps. And you can always phrase it in a different way. You can also say, well, currently I have the feeling that you are blah, blah, blah or you remind me of da, da, da. You know, yeah. if you're uncomfortable with confronting just and just impulsively saying. But I think that's a very important topic, generally boundaries, but also boundaries in therapy. So I think we all, we all got to work on that. And don't be embarrassed if you have a lot of boundaries. They're good. It should never be something that makes you lame or not fun or boring. Imagine, is that like a new insult? Oh, you're so lame. You, you're lame. Yeah. You have so many boundaries. I cannot believe it. If you no, think no, about no, boundaries mean, yeah. and you imagine yourself always being mm. like, nope, sorry, this is not good for me. Nope. I will not be participating in this. <laughs> it sounds, <laughs> sounds kind of lame. It's true. <laughs> I guess, as with everything, it's like a healthy balance, you know? Healthy balance, but also seriously goes in the opposite direction, too. Break down your unhealthy boundaries, because we have a lot of those as well. It's like things that you're scared of, you're, I don't know, scared of intimacy, you're scared of letting people too close. Get rid of it. (laughs) I feel like we're ending the episode as every week with like... You know, never mind. I mean, <laughs> yes, you should set boundaries, but also you should destroy some boundaries. And at the end of the day, go to therapy. It's just great. <laughs> you will yeah, learn more about it. it. <laughs> just, just do it. Just don't even come on. Google now, therapist in my area. Come on. Uh, okay. The point is, <laughs> as we mature and as we grow. I don't know. I feel like it sounds like you need to set a bunch of boundaries and then you're good. (laughs) Not the case. No, and they're also always changing. You will always come to new phases of your life where you're like, well, actually now this... And it's also not so conscious. It's not like I sit down every Monday and I decide the boundaries for the week, you know? It just like develops. I feel like we should maybe be doing that. What? (laughs) I feel like we need to step back in situations and be like, okay, I need to set a boundary. Yes. Okay. But when the situation arises naturally, you know what I mean? You don't know where you need to set boundaries unless a situation comes up when you realize it. You cannot just be like, hmm, well, I think. I mean, maybe some people do that. Who knows? But again, reflection, reflection, reflection. I love how we're like, we're the biggest hypocrites ever. We're also not the best at setting boundaries, but hey, who is? And we're just here to share we're working on it we're working on it and we hope you are too and that you have been inspired by this episode to kind of look at your boundaries and maybe you can relate to some of the things we said definitely let us know what you think and also let us know if you did not like our episode i want people to feel comfortable and be open with us 
so we can also grow because I think it would be really helpful to get a sense of like what people no, for sure. want I agree. to hear and what they don't yes, want to hear. I agree. Again, the constructive criticism is very much appreciated. And also let us know if you loved it and it was amazing. Yes, please let us know always. <laughs> and yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>